This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, May 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? I'm excited for the holiday, Dylan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're recording on Sunday morning, getting uh, this podcast out of the way so we can get an early start on our respective Memorial Days as well. Uh, which also comes with the usual caveat of if these things change in the next day or so, sorry for for that. But we do our best getting our picks figured out for right now. So, yeah, Matt, how's your uh, weekend gone so far? Actually, I, I, I did like one of those complimentary training sessions at the gym yesterday. Oh, okay. And I'm in pain. Uh, okay. Got uh, reminded how out of shape you are. Um, well, it just, like, like certain areas of my body are more out of shape than others. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, like I, I, for my entire life, I've had, like, like re, you know, really weak kind of, you know, hip, you know, hip muscles. Mm-hmm. So, they're really focused on that area of, you know, it was that in my shoulders they really wanted to kind of, like, develop better. Yeah. And it just kicked my, it, it really, it really kicked my ass. I'm hurting today. So. Is it a new gym or your regular gym? Oh, regular gym. I, I got one of those, not- you know, I got like an email notification saying I, I had a complimentary training session with a live trainer. Ah. And so I, I decided to take advantage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our picks went, okay, we're recording early enough Sunday that we don't get to see exactly what happened Sunday. Don't know what Lurie Garcia did yet. But still have my eyes on that. Uh, Pitching wise, went okay. Dan Straley got me a win. Mike Clevenger did okay, fell apart a little bit. Yeah, Mike Fultonevich disappointed for me. JC Ramirez did well for you. Went seven innings, one earned unearned run, I believe. Not a bunch of strikeouts, but got the job done in Miami for you. On the hitter side, not a lot going on for us. Lucas Suda and Mitch Moreland did five for you. You get to brag about your C pick though. <laughs> on on Friday, you were messaging me. Uh, Matt called the first Adrian Gonzalez home run. Uh, it was a C pick, so it doesn't go in the spreadsheet. But I still want to give props to Matt for that, and hopefully somebody listened. Hopefully, if you heard this show, you said, "Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez went with him because that went well." And calling the first home run is pretty impressive. I, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I. I... I, had, I like to, I like had to double check the, the box for a few times. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. Matt, Matt nailed that one. Not with an A pick, but still on the record for sure. It's recorded. Uh, you get points for that. So we're gonna look at Monday through Thursday. We're gonna start with Monday. There's some interesting days in here. Monday, there's plenty to pick from. Uh, I only wrote down four pitcher names that I'm thinking of actually using, though. I don't know where you went. I think we probably ended up in the same place. Let's start with Matt Garza going to the Mets. So you decided to duck out early on Matt Garza and not take him against the Blue Jays, and he allowed six runs in five and a third innings. So he found the right time to bail out. He still had five strikeouts and no walks. That part looked good, but he got pounded a little bit. So... Now he's going to the Mets. Are you still out on Matt Garza? I like this better than the, I like the start against the Blue Jays, but I, I, this is not my pick. Yeah, I think this is fine. He's going to New York. He's getting the Mets. It's not terrible. It's it's not my pick either, but it's something I think you could do for sure. This is also a really intriguing matchup in that you've got a guy that I don't like very much who's done really well for me versus a guy that I like a lot who's done nothing for me. Yes, because he's opposite Robert Gesellman. Are really are super banged up. They're without Ryan Braun. 
and Eric Thames is apparently still hurting. Mm-hmm. So, but then they have Eric Sogard, the secret weapon, coming in going four for four like every other day. So there is that. Yeah, the Brewers continue to be pretty decent. So they are. They're we'll fun, fun to watch. Yeah, Matt, do you like Tyler Chatwood getting the Mariners at all? It's in Colorado. You're not really a Chatwood guy, are you? Uh, this year, Chatwood's ERA at home is over six. Yeah, I like him on the road. I'm not that scared of the Mariners, but I'm not going to take him at home here. But I at least look at his name every time he comes up. Do you like Daniel Norris going to Kansas City? Lefty in Kansas City? He hasn't been very good, but it is Kansas City. Better than than you give him credit for. But yeah, this is actually my pick. Okay, you like Daniel Norris? I'm fine with that, for sure. Yeah, what do you like about this? Mostly just the matchup. Kansas Uh, City stinks. Kansas City is like the I think the third or fourth worst team in the league against lefties. The six two three team OPS. They're bad. They're real bad. Yeah. Oddly enough, the Chicago White Sox have an eight two seven OPS against lefties. They've been hitting lefties for some reason. Yeah, I don't I don't really get it, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. Either way, Norris he's been a lot better on the road than he has at home. Three six two ERA on the road, and honestly, I, I like the strikeout upside. He's got forty four and forty nine third innings. I don't see the Royals really being able to do damage against him. That thing he's probably going to go out and give up eight runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think this is a good matchup for him, and and I like it better than just about any other cheap play in the day. I think there's strikeout upside here at least. I only had one other name, and it's my pick, and I thought you'd be going there with me, Matt. Erasmo the Eraser Ramirez is going to Texas, and I know you like Erasmo maybe more than I do. He's our boy on this show. Uh, the Texas matchup is very average. It's not good. It's not bad. It's going to be okay. I don't love this pick, but it is where I'm going to go. Is there a reason you stayed away from Erasmo? No, not really, honestly. It's it's just, I, I kind of feel like Kansas City is a better matchup for Daniel mm-hmm. Norris than it is. Texas is for Erasmo, honestly. It is. I just have more trust in Erasmo, but you have the much better matchup. I would say that for yeah, sure. I would agree. Uh, I would agree there too as well. And Erasmo just doesn't have a ton of upside. He's not going to go deeper than five or six innings. So if you're playing the GPP or something, I don't think Erasmo's your guy. But I'm going to try and get some ratio help here. Was there anybody else on the slate that stuck out to you? It's kind of an ugly day. Is there a super ugly day? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> we should probably mention uh, Reynold Delgado is back. Is starting again, but. Halfway interesting guy. He gets Pittsburgh. We've been burned by picking against Pittsburgh so many times already. Yeah, uh, every time they, they do well, it's against us. Um, yeah. This is only the second start of the season. He's probably not going to go very deep. Mm-hmm. But, but you're interested a little bit? I've always been intri- intrigued by Randall Delgado. You know, honestly, yeah. I think that among, you know, I do like a, you know, like a 20 a twenty team league every year. I think just about every year I've had him as part of my staff and just about every year. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to mention, talking about someone being our boy, I want to go figure out maybe getting another sponsorship on Baseball Reference, which we've done before. We had Chase Anderson. We had Dallas Keuchel before he was cool. It turns out that uh, Baseball Reference doesn't do that anymore, or at least not right now. You can't buy a sponsorship page. I don't know why. There was no explanation. That was like one of my favorite things about, about BR. I'm sure they have a reason, and I had to like search Twitter to find them saying they don't do it anymore. I don't know why. I still love it. One of the most you know indispensable baseball websites there is, but they are not offering individual page sponsorships. Their verbiage said they're not doing it now, but it's been months, so I don't know what the deal is. But that was that was unfortunate. I was like, oh, that's too bad because it was always kind of a fun thing for us to do. So that answers our question of who we want to sponsor. It's nobody. We can't. Uh, okay, Matt, on to hitters for Monday. Who are you looking at for hitters? Okay, hitters. 
right, I'm gonna start with my C pick. Uh, since uh-huh. I, I didn't use him last week, I'm gonna roll Freddy Galvis up back out there against Edinson Volquez. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I had him do nothing, but I still like it. Um, Edinson Volquez has no PS against lefties over 900. That, that yeah. gets up, and the Phillies lineup—they've got like switch hitters and lefties like up and down. It. This is gonna be a rough, rough day for Edinson Volquez. So okay, uh, yeah. Freddy Galvis is a 10. percent He's a switch hitter. I think this is where you want to be with Freddie Galvis. You could you could also pick just about any other Philly, you know, who's a who's a switch hitter or lefty. You know, mm-hmm. you know there there are a lot of options there if you're trying to fill out the fill out your uh, fill out your lineup on, on Memorial Day. Yeah, no, I like that. Fine. Who else do you like? Who's your B pick? My B pick. All right, I gotta hold my nose a little bit for this one, but Ricky Nolasco is at home against the Atlanta Braves. Nolasco again, he doesn't really have a split, but he's not very good against the other side. Mm-hmm. That being said. I'm going to toss Tyler Flowers out there at 8% owned against Ricky Nolasco. He's been good. I don't know what's getting into Tyler Flowers, but he's been good. He was good last year. He's been, like, extra good this year. He has some insane on-base percentage that's going on. I don't I don't really know, but it's interesting, for sure. Uh, Tyler Flowers is, in fact, right-handed. Again, Nolasco doesn't really have a platoon split. Yeah. You can, he's, you're kind of free to pick on him. I just think if, if you need a cheap catcher... Uh, T-Flow is a solid option against Ricky Nolasco. I think Nolasco is like an 800 OPS against, 800 plus OPS against righties this year. He's been nuts. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's Nolasco, it's the Angels bullpen. They're stinky. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, my A pick. Mm-hmm. I'm picking against Tyler Chatwood. Oh, okay, I'm fine with that. In Colorado, go nuts. Yeah. He's got an ERA over 6 at home. He's got an OPS against lefties, I believe over 800. Mm-hmm. I'm tossing Ben Gamble out there at 4% owned. Okay, I can see that for sure. Yeah, dude, you're picking him in Colorado. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Even though Colorado's pretty good. I don't know what's getting into the Rockies. They're exciting. But, yeah, I'm fine with this. I like Tyler Chatwood, but never going to tell you that a pick in Colorado's bad. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, my honorable mention, I already used him, but I want to mention Whit Merrifield again. He continues to hit lefties, and he gets Daniel Norris. There's not many in the Royals lineup to be scared of, and I'm still not that scared of him, but if you're poking around, not many people are going to take him, and he gets a lefty, and he continues to do that. As for picks, I'll actually use my C pick. I've mentioned him, but he hasn't made it into my lineup yet this month. Ezekiel Carrera gets Lizalberto Bonilla. I'll be honest, all week, this uh, Reds versus Blue Jays matchup is just bad pitchers all over the place. And so I'm looking for under-owned Reds and Blue Jays. And on Monday, it's Ezekiel Carrera. He gets Liesl Bonilla. He gets the Reds bullpen. He's 1% owned. He's starting. He's left-handed. There's not a lot into it. I don't have a huge trust in him. I just think there's going to be plenty of runs scored. So I want a part of that. Not exciting, but it's my C pick. My B pick playing for the Nationals against Matt Moore in San Francisco, looking for a cheap Nationals hitter, of which there are not many. But Michael A. Taylor gets Matt Moore and can hit lefties. He can't do a whole lot. He's filling in for injured Adam Eaton, but he can hit lefties. And kind of like Ezekiel Carrera, he starts, and that's the important part. And he has an okay matchup, which should make him in a good position and under-owned. So... I have Michael A. Taylor at 3%, another real cheap one. But my extra cheap A pick up at the top, I'm also picking a hitter in cores, but on the Rockies side, I want the cheap hitter in the Rockies lineup. 
against Zam Cavilio of the Mariners, who's nobody special. And the Mariners' bullpen stinks, too. Matt, I have Tony Walters, who's been catching for the Rockies. He's left-handed, 2% owned, and he has bad splits home and away, but this is in Colorado. You like Tony Walters a little bit, right? Sure. <laughs> That's about the enthusiasm I would imagine here. Uh, but a 2% owned, getting a Rockies hitter against the Mariners, I'll take that in course. So I can't, I can't believe you're picking against your, your own. Against what? Against Sam Gavilio? Yeah, he uh, he's from Ashland, Oregon, and he went to Oregon State. <laughs> and as a major league pitcher, he's obviously an incredible pitcher, but he's only made one start this year, which had five runs, only one earned, which just kept that ERA down. I don't know. I don't buy him. I know you don't either. It should be fine. Not that I love Tony Walters, but that is a course pick and a pick against Gavilio in the Mariners bullpen. Matt. Tuesday. This is this is a real rough pitching day, yeah. This is probably the worst pitching day we've seen this year. I, I know we we it seems like we say that every show, but this time we I actually mean it. I don't I don't think so, but it's bad. Who it's bad. So? Really? Okay. I have I have seven names, and let's start crossing them off. I have three, and they're all bad. All right, Eddie Butler going to San Diego. Yes. You can if you want. It's not special. Got more walks than strikeouts. I can't pick that. I'm sorry. It's a fine matchup. You don't want it. Got it. Zach Davies goes to the Mets. That's probably my pick, just because yeah. of I, I don't know what else to do. Okay. I'll I'll tell mine, and you can copy me, me if you want. I won't be offended, but that's on my list. Not doing it. Okay. Trevor Bauer gets the A's. Matchup's okay. I can't trust him. He's been bad. I can't, no, I, I cannot in good conscience pick Trevor Bauer unless you actually see him do something well. He's been, like, he's been okay, but he's not been good. And it's an okay matchup, but no thanks. Chris Tillman gets the Yankees at home. The Yankees are kind of scary. Chris Tillman's adequate, but that's not a good matchup either. So some adequate pitchers with bad matchups. Uh, I got three more. Matt, Denelson Lamette gets the Cubs. And I know we're staying away from the Cubs. Brandon McCarthy just kicked their butts. We talked about him the other day, and I was like, oh, the Cubs aren't that good yet. And you're like, I'm still scared of them. And I agreed with you, and I did not go with McCarthy. So I'm not trying to crow here because I was still scared. But they continue to not get it done. And so Denelson Lamette is actually a prospect, kind of an interesting guy who didn't have much stock on the international market. And then he's been awesome for the Padres. And he made his debut and he went fine in his debut. So you could do it in a GPP or something that holds way too much risk for me to take it on the spreadsheet. Like that could blow up. But I think that's an option if you're doing things not in our format. He's essentially like a cheap strikeout play. If you're looking for like strikeout upside, mm-hmm. it's actually an option. But that's I, I cannot in good conscience pick Denilson LeMay. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, in our contest, we are kind of risk-averse. I mean, our ratios wouldn't tell you that we are, but we try to be risk-averse. <laughs> Because not based on the we, results, Dylan, not based on the results. Yeah, but we try and avoid the blowups. So he again, I like it in DFS where you can wipe it away if it goes bad, you know. But uh, so a recommendation, but not a usage. I have two names left. One of them is a little scary, and one of them's safe. And I'm gonna go with the safe one again, being risk averse. But another one I really like, and I would recommend too. Tyler Anderson at home against the Mariners. I would consider this Rockies pitcher in Colorado. The Mariners can't hit lefties at all. Like, they just the other day got shut out by Brian Johnson. I recommended that I kind of like that. I didn't expect that. 
you know, it's his 30 mil B start, and he's a lefty, and that was in Fenway. And so I don't think they'll get shut out in cores, but it's a lefty I actually like. Tyler Anderson doesn't have bad home road splits, and he's been better recently. It's a pitcher I like. I'm not taking it, again, because there's a chance he gives up seven runs because it scores, but I'm at least intrigued, and that's a good matchup for him at home. So, uh, But I'm going with boring old, safe old Matt Andresi going to Texas. I'm taking a Ray in Texas two days in a row. He's a totally fine spot starter in Texas, again, is an average offense. Not good, but he's a 3-2-4 ERA. He had eight shutout against the Angels last time. He's not amazing, but I'm going to take it. So, yeah. I think in terms of our worst day ever, that's a pretty safe pick. Uh, relatively. Relatively. So, yeah. Are you sticking with... Uh... Sorry, dog's shaking. Are you sticking with Zach Davies, you think? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not sold in Andreessy. The only other name I had written down was TJ House. Um, yeah, no, the TJ House is at least worth looking at, but no, not for me either. Okay, TJ House is, he's a lefty who does really well against lefties, and the two best hitters on Cincinnati are both left-handed. Yeah. Who are the three they best? have some righties, though. I don't know. And he's not awful against righties, so I, I was kind of intrigued by TJ House, but not enough to pull. I like him in a better matchup. If he had the Mariners, totally, you know, but... Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll stick with Zach Davies. Okay. How about hitters on Tuesday? What are you looking at? Okay, I got thoughts here. Okay, first off, we've got uh, Justin Nicolino versus the Phillies. Yeah, he's bad. He's not good. Phillies have a number of righties. They, they, they've got like a really nice balance going on with, with the switch hitters, lefties, and righties. I really like their, their the roster construction. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lineup's interesting. You and I have always liked Cameron Rupp and Tommy Joseph and Aaron Althair. All uh. All can hit lefties there. Are you picking one of our boys there? No, I'm going to go with uh, at 60, at only 66% on Michael Franco. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's uh, been down a little bit, but I think that he can totally hit uh, hit Justin Aquilino for sure. Yeah. Is that your C pick? That is my C pick. That's a good backup for sure. And a good recommendation. B pick, Ariel Miranda goes to mm-hmm. Colorado. Yes. I'm looking for cheap righties, and I'm going to roll out Pat Belica. Okay. He's been starting less now that Trevor Story's back, yeah. but if he can get in there, I like that. I looked at that, and I think it's totally fine to put in this contest because, you know, just go check your lineups, and if he doesn't start, you don't get him. But uh, if he gets in there, I like it for sure. Me too. That's why he's my B pick at 0%. Yes. Um, my A pick is probably going to play, well, at least... Okay. And he's only 2% owned. Okay. Who do you got? The Rays get the Rangers and Nick Martinez. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll Colby Rasmus out there. Uh, I like that. I like that. That is actually my C pick. That is my C pick. I'm not taking that, but I, I like it for sure. Uh, again, Martinez doesn't really have a platoon split, but he's not very good against other sides. He's got an OPS over 720 versus lefties and righties, which is mm-hmm. whatever. And Rasmus, left-handed, does damage against righties. I like this pick. Yeah, I, I do too. And last time I recommended him, I didn't pick him, but he had like four RBIs or something. He's hitting righties. Colby Rasmus is going to be fine. Not a great on-base percentage, but we don't care about that in our format. So, and he's cheap. 2% on. That's too low for a team that's clicking and they're hitting. They're showing plenty of power. So, uh, as for me, on Tuesday, my D pick. I mentioned you could take him the whole time. Uh, I'll write down Ezekiel Carrera again. Getting Asher Wojciechowski. Do you have any clue how to say his name? Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski. It's one of those names I've seen written plenty, but I've never said out loud, I don't think. I 
as Crucial Paul's to send him deeply offended. So <laughs> it's another Reds pitcher who's something special. Again, you can pick against this lineup on both sides all day. I also had Colby Rasmus as my C pick. Again, my B pick also in the Reds Blue Jays game. Devin Mezzarocco gets TJ House, and he hasn't hit lefties much this year, but he's been hitting okay, and he has a long history of hitting lefties when healthy. So I want him getting the lefty there, so I like that. My A pick, we're kind of all in the same wavelength here on Tuesday. I also want a Philly against Justin Nicolino, but I'm going to take Cameron Rupp. We've mentioned him a bunch. I've never actually got him in as my A pick. He's 11% owned. He's had a whatever year. OPS over 1,000 against lefties, though. Mashing lefties and Nicolino's not a good one. So, all about Cameron Rupp. Again, like those Phillies against Nicolino, who's just not very good, for sure. So, I think what we're saying here is our stacks are against the Marlins, against the Reds, against the Texas, and against Blue Jays. We'll be fine. So, all right, Matt, on Wednesday, still another full slate. I had four names written down. They're okay. I think there's one that's pretty decent and a few that are okay. Did anybody stick out to you on Wednesday pitching wise that it seemed tough? That, that I want that I want to pick you mean or no? Or want to say there's just not many even that are eligible to be honest. True. Believe it or not, the first matchup is you know, at least the first matchup on my list is uh, D-backs at Pittsburgh, and it's got Zach Godley in it, and that's my pick. Yeah, uh, that's the top of my list. You like Zach Godley going to Pittsburgh? I mean, I'm a little scared of Pittsburgh, but it'll be fine. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. I have just, you believe in Zach Godley. That's not a bad place for him to pitch going to Pittsburgh either. I had two whatever names. Hector Santiago gets the Astros. They are average against lefties, and I kind of like Hector Santiago, but not much upside there. So yeah. if you needed to, you could do it, but no thanks. Jesse Chavez gets the Braves, but he's been slowing down lately. He's nothing special either. So I'm skipping Jesse Chavez. Did he ever speed up? <laughs> he was better than he was. He's, I don't know. His ERA now has ballooned all the way up to over five. You know, he's allowed five earned runs and two straight starts. It's it's not been great. My pick, though, I like Zach Godley. That's fine. I'm going back to the well with Dan Straley, though. He's at home against the Phillies. They're 22nd against righties. They're whatever. So I like Zach Godley just fine, but I like Dan Straley getting those strikeouts, too. So that's my pick. Not real inspired, but between the two of us, kind of going back to the same guys. But they continue to be under-owned is the idea. They're going to be too cheap. They should be picked up a little bit more. So yeah, well, I have Straley. You have Godley. I assume you're fine with Straley as well. Okay with it, you know. I just think you know Pittsburgh is a six nine eight OPS versus righties. You know, mm-hmm. Godley doesn't really have a platoon split. You know, sub six hundred OPS versus lefties and righties. That tells me he's he's got weapons that he can use to attack both sides. Yeah. Um, I would like some a bit more strikeout upside, but you know, twenty days and thirty one innings, I'll take it. I, I I'm a Zach Godley guy. What can I say? You are. You are. I need the strikeouts a little bit more than you do. I'm still way behind there, but I, I like that just fine. How about hitters on this day, Matt? It was, it's a full slate, but not a ton to pick for me there. It was okay. Who, who are you thinking here, hitter-wise? Okay. Uh, C-pick. At mm-hmm. 60% owned, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. gets Mike Palfrey. Yes. What do you like about this? You know, Jackie Bradley Jr., he started off ice cold in April. He's done much, much better in May. Mm-hmm. Mike Palfrey is still Mike Palfrey. He's, you know, they, he doesn't really seem to have a platoon split this year, but we've seen him have splits against lefties. You know, his thing is getting ground balls. That's all he cares about is is generating ground balls. He doesn't get straight. He doesn't rack up very many strikeouts. Uh-huh. He, he just wants those ground balls. That's all he cares about. Okay? Bradley, on the other hand, Jackie Bradley Jr. is, in fact, left-handed. 
Uh, versus righties this year, he's got a 649 OPS against. It's likely due to his 196 batting average. I'm, I'm thinking that's more 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 Babbitt thing than an actual suckage thing, considering he's he's still he's drawing walks, he's hitting home runs, he just doesn't seem to be getting very many base hits. Yeah. At 60% against a guy who's mediocre as Pelfrey, I like this a lot for Jackie Bradley. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. It's, it's Pelfrey and it's the White Sox bullpen. You know, it's spending a little bit. He's not cheap, but any of those Red Sox you like, including him, should be just fine. The thing, there aren't very many cheap options in the Red Sox, especially from the left side of the plate. Nope, there's not. Not at all. Uh, next up, my B pick at 12% trade Boom Boom Mancini versus Masato, uh, Masahiro Tanaka. Okay, yeah, not Masato. No, not, not the professional wrestler the pitcher. Uh, Tanaka, in his last start, I think he had 13 strikeouts in seven innings against the A's. Yeah, he's been real bad this year, and then all of a sudden came out of nowhere and was real good. But so, you know, in, in my opinion, one start does not make a season. I want to. See, I'd like to see him repeat it before I, I stop picking against him. Yep, I'm fine with that. He's still pretty homer prone. So. Yeah, definitely homer prone, and so is Trey Mancini. Yeah, I like that in in a good way. Yes, homer prone in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with picking against him for sure. It's ready and ready, but that's where you want to be with Mancini. It's, I think it's the side, he, the side he seems to prefer this season, at least this season. Yeah. Uh, and who else do you like? Lastly, my A pick at 2% owned. I'm going to roll Robbie Grossman out there against Joe Musgrove. I don't have a problem with that. Joe Musgrove's kind of been whatever. Pretty whatever. He's, he's also slowing down. I mean, he had seven scoreless last time out, but allowed seven runs in three innings before that. His ERA is up to almost five. It's, I don't know. Down under five. Hey, yeah, uh, there is that. He brought it down under five. Correct. I think it was over five for a while. But surely before he had seven scoreless. Yeah, but, you, you know, know at 2%, Robbie Grossman and that Twins lineup that's clicking that we're talking about. I like that. Musgrove against lefties. He's a slash line 283, 327, 424. Yeah, it's been bad. It's not great. He's been actually much worse against righties. I'm not necessarily buying it. I think I'd, I'd rather have the, the advantage against him with Robbie Grossman, the switch hitter. Mm-hmm. Because Grossman does, in fact, do damage against righties. I'm, I'm willing to ignore the difference in, put, in platoon split between, for uh, for Musgrove, and I'm, I'm going to focus on what, what Grossman does well. Yep. No, I like that just fine. Uh, on my side, I'm taking Cameron Mabin as my D pick. It's Jaime Garcia. You know, him getting a lefty, we've talked about we like that, and he's only 21% owned. I like a lot of those angels, but I think he's the cheap one. He's also been batting near the top of the lineup, so if you can get him involved in there. I like that. Just fine. My C pick, I talked about cheap lefties. We talk about him. He's, he's the mascot of the show so far this year on the hitter's side. Just Mitch Moreland is still only 14% owned. He gets Mike Pelfrey. I have not used him in May. Probably still won't because he's my C pick, but still deserves a mention. He's still that cheap. I like that. I assume you like that just fine, too. Lefty getting Pelfrey. Uh, I also picked against Joe Musgrove. I also picked a 2% owned outfielder as my B pick, but I'm going with Eddie Rosario who has also done pretty okay against righties and is left-handed there. So I like that matchup, but I'm, I'm with you picking against Mutzgrove, who's been, other than the last start, pretty bad. But above that, I have an A pick, who I'm kind of excited about, and this is totally picking the matchup and the lineup more than the player himself. But Gregor Blanco is hitting for the D-backs in place of A.J. Pollock. They're batting him leadoff. For some reason, and he's been fine. And he gets Chad Cool. And Matt, I know you're fine picking against Chad Cool. Yeah. And I, I don't think Gregor Blanco's good. If they're going to bat him leadoff and he gets Chad Cool, 
I'm fine with that. You know, the platoon split's fine for him, and he's zero percent owned. So all he has to do is get on base and hopefully get driven in. I don't know. Do you have to hold your nose too much at Gregor Blanco, or do you think that's okay at zero percent? I think it's okay at zero percent. Yeah. Again, it's mostly that he's batting leadoff for an offense that's real good. I don't know why they put him there, but they are. And he's been okay, at least so far. So, Gregor Blanco is who I have, at least on Wednesday. And then, Matt, one more day on Thursday. This is a small little slate. There's only eight games to pick from, but actually some pitching options, I felt like. There were things to do here. Matt, what do we do with Chase Anderson, who went like seven innings into a no-hitter last time against the Red Hot D-backs, who we said we couldn't take him in that matchup? I tweeted about this. I said, I can't make sense of Chase Anderson. I give up. What do you... I, I'm picking him, he, actually. So you're picking him? Like, he goes to New York. He gets the Mets. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. He's down to 22% owned because he's been such a disaster. But, yeah, I might pick him, too. I haven't decided yet. But are you as confused as I am? No. I don't know what's going on. He had been so bad in like five starts before that, and then he got a really good offense and was great. So I don't know. I think you can take him in New York against the Mets, but I'm I'm at least scared. I kind of like the opposite side of that. Zach Wheeler gets the Brewers. Not a great matchup, but he continues to be just fine as well. I think you could take the Brewers if you wanted to. Uh, Brandon McCarthy gets the Cardinals. Do you like that at all? Not really. I like Brandon McCarthy. Just I don't like the matchup for him. Yeah, he's going to St. Louis. They're not that scary, but it's not a slam dunk by any means. Your boy J.C. Ramirez is at home against the Twins. A month ago, we would have loved this, but are you scared off the Twins a little bit? Yes, I am. I like J.C. Ramirez fine. He's not getting a ton of strikeouts, and the Twins are okay. So this is an option, but not not the one to go with. Uh, I want to at least honorable mention our boy Vance Worley showing up on the on the docket. We're not going to take Vance Worley. He's bad, but old favorite. Good to see him back. He's going to get a start against the D-backs, and that might be ugly. But it's fun to say Vance Worley's name on this podcast again. An, yeah. an old friend. And then, similar to Tyler Anderson, I got one more interesting play that I don't think I'm going to do. You know what I might? It's in Seattle. Kyle Freeland is a Rockies lefty. You get Seattle. This time it's on the road. And again, Seattle's not hitting lefties. Kyle Freeland has a 3-4-3 ERA. He's led three earned runs in four straight starts. So he could very easily get the minimum of a quality start. But not a lot of strikeouts. I think this is a totally fine matchup. I think I'm going to join you on Chase Anderson. But I am at least real intrigued by Kyle Freeland. Again, lefties getting the Mariners are just making him pay. Other than Nelson Cruz, I think it's totally fine. And that one's away from Coors. So I'm not close to taking it, but I need some more strikeouts is the problem. And Freeland's not giving me that. And neither is J.C. Ramirez. So I'd consider McCarthy too. But I'm joining you in the roller coaster that is Chase Anderson. And then Matt, who do you have for hitters on Thursday? Okay, for my C pick, I'm going to roll Denny Valencia versus Kyle Freeland. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Getting a lefty. I actually wrote him down, too. It's the only, other than Nelson Cruz, the only Mariner I kind of like against the lefty. Agreed. And uh, Valencia, actually, he, he, he's starting to warm up in, in May, believe it or not. As of Sunday morning, he's an 817 OPS against, in, in, for May. Uh, you know, home mm-hmm. runs, 11 RBIs. I, I, I still believe in Danny Valencia. I still believe in the power. Uh, he's getting a lefty in Kyle Freeland, who just doesn't scare me. Yeah, I think he's okay, but he's still a lefty you can pick against. Okay, except my B pick, I'm picking against Jarrell Cotton. 
Okay, I can see that. I'm going to roll my, my at 18%, I'm going to roll my guy, Bradley Zimmer, out there against him. Okay, I like that just fine, too. Yeah, yeah Cotton's been bad lately. And Bradley Zimmer's actually been pretty good. No, he has. He's an interesting prospect. Yeah, he is, and he does damage against righties. So, mm-hmm. at least he has a very limited sample size. But either way, I, I like Bradley Zimmer quite a bit in this matchup, especially. Yeah. Again, righty, he hit his first career home his first career home off a righty, so um, he's having tons. You know, not a huge sample size, but I don't think he's going to be at eighteen percent for much longer. Is the impression I get? No, he's better than that. And lastly, my A pick, uh, Wade Miley, is pitching against the Red Sox. He's a left-handed, mm-hmm. which means it is in fact a crispy young day at one percent. And seeing as how it is June first, I'm taking crispy young. We can go back. Yeah, it is. We can pick some old guys there, for sure. Uh, the calendar resets on Thursday. So, you said he's at 1%? Yes. Yeah, that's that's plenty good. He gets Wade Miley, who's come back to Earth a little bit. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, uh, mine are pretty similar to yours. A lot of It's a small day. It's going to be guys we mentioned. My D pick, Cameron Mabin gets Adalberto Mejia, who's maybe worse than Jaime Garcia. He's a whatever Twins lefty. And I like Cameron Mabin getting a lefty, especially at the top of the Angels lineup. That's my D pick. He's only 21% owned. My C pick, I just mentioned Gregor Blanco as my A pick on Wednesday. Somehow, if I didn't get him there, I'd like him as my C pick on Thursday. He gets Vance Worley, and I, you know I'm not worried about Vance Worley. So I'd be fine with him there in Miami. My B pick is Valencia. Same reasons you like him. He's, you know, even though I like Kyle Freeland's matchup, he's the only guy that might do some damage against him. And then Matt, my A pick. We're so uninspired. I have Bradley Zimmer. That's my A pick for Thursday because I didn't get him earlier in the month. Yeah, so we like Zimmer. We, we like picking against Jarrell. We like picking against, you know, Mejia and Freeland. Should be fine if you pick the right guys. Yeah, that should about do it for us. Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here for our our holiday and our upcoming well, week? Earlier, we, you mentioned Baseball Reference not doing sponsorships. Yeah. Turns out they, they stopped doing this in, in July of last, of last year. Okay. Do they give a reason? Yes, they gave a, a, a several, actually. Okay. Okay. Um, there are a few reasons. Um, well, first off, they, they, they noticed a, a sharp decline in revenue. From the sponsorships. Okay, people stop doing um, it. You know, for a number of years, sponsorships were our main revenue generator and paid all the bills. Since 2006, however, sponsorships have become less and less of our overall revenue, now representing less than 4% of our annual revenue. They used uh. the word revenue a lot in that section. Yes, they uh, did. There are a couple reasons for this decline. Uh, we have ad free and play index products, so heavy users can now buy stuff from us, and perhaps a bigger deal, the sites have gotten very popular. We've always priced the sponsorships based on the number of page views each each sees to offset the loss of ad revenue we forego with the sponsorship message. For example, Kobe Bryant's page now costs $3,320 to sponsor. Sure. And I believe that ex- exceeds most people's budgets at their level of, or their level of interest. So with a bit of sad heart, I've decided to shut down page, sponsor, page sponsorship system. We will stop accepting new sponsorships as we relaunch our sites with their new redesign. Okay. Yeah, it, the site got too popular and it didn't make sense to sell them anymore because nobody was going to spend that much. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sad, but at least yeah, we don't have to figure out when to get. I don't. And it doesn't sound to me like they're going to be coming back anytime soon. So. Yeah, and that was last summer, and I haven't been able to find them. I had to poke around, and I didn't do as good a research as you did. So. I'm kind of sad about it just because I, I I always kind of enjoyed that part of VR. Like I, I would fall down that rabbit hole all the time and just like click on guys and. 
you know, it's it's always, always kind of interesting to see who's sponsoring who and for what reason. Yeah. You know, I, I, like everybody has their you know like little like favorite players that they've you know they've always liked, and occasionally you get like the you know you know you know like a, a player from like twenty five years ago who's sponsored by somebody who's like in their forties now, and just like you know, I I, I grew up watching. This stuff, yeah. I, I had to, I had to jump at the opportunity to sponsor his VR page. Yeah, especially some of those obscure guns are more fun. Yeah. Like, you're not going to sponsor Babe Ruth. That's tricky. But when we got Dallas Keuchel when it was real obscure, like, or Chase Anderson. How much did that cost us? It was like 20 bucks, not even. Yeah, 25 maybe. I think we might have spent 35 on Chase Anderson. But it was like for a year. It's not crazy. Oh. Yeah. And it was fun. And now we get to say we get to do that forever. So. Do you know who the, the first player sponsored was? Uh, I don't have a clue. You would never guess it in a billion years. Apparently, uh, a guy by the name of Charles Sager sponsored Scott Erickson on July 21st, 2002. That's fun. Scott Erickson, <laughs> the, the first ever sponsored player on VR. That's good trivia that nobody will ever no, know until ever they listen to this podcast. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, that should about do it for Matt and I. Matt is sometimes on Twitter, at MattD underscore DFS. I'll figure it. You know, I've got the, I've got the, the day on Monday to, to sit and, and reset my password. So. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't take you all afternoon. No. I've been tweeting at you, knowing that you I'm can't sure respond. You, I'm I've been just, sure you have. I've just been shaming you, dragging your name through the mud on Twitter while you're not there. Uh, but Matt will be back on Twitter soon. You should also playfully drag his name through the mud no don't do that but but tweet at him matt d underscore dfs i'm on twitter at higgins fos we can talk about matt not being able to figure out his twitter password and also these picks and what in the world is going on with chase anderson i don't know but on thursday we got to watch him go to new york and do something confounding i'm sure so yeah that should do it for us we will be back on friday as always have a good holiday you know you might be listening to this on your holidays stay safe have fun and uh, thanks to, you know, everybody that we're honoring and remembering, for sure. So, yeah, that should do it. Format, I'm Dylan. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy your holiday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.